0: Open Chicago with the lead.
1: Bryant to Game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. He's gone to the. Back out. To-
0: day, and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. I'm joined with my good friend here, Callum Mack. How you doing, man?
1: Pretty good, man. Let's talk some hoops. Let's go. We're, we're talking some hoops. We're
0: talking some fantasy basketball. Um, and if you want to uh, support us, please head over to our YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button, hit that notification bell, chuck us a like on all the videos, and uh, there's plenty of content coming. We're uploading videos nearly every day now. If you if you like the shorter formats, or if you're on Spotify. You can listen to the longer formats on there and on Apple Podcasts. But today we're talking, uh, firstly, we're talking MVPs. We're talking about who we think we're, we're sort of, you know, getting edging closer to halfway through the season. Um, a lot of basketball has been played. Still a lot to go. But we just want to start the conversation on who we think is impressed us the most in terms of the best player in the league, uh, who we think might have the best chance to, to win the award come the season's end. Um, I'll throw it over to you, Cal. We're, we're going to be listing our top five MVP candidates um, and sort of going through what we think uh, at the moment. So, who, who's your top five there, Cal?
1: I just want to do a quick disclaimer and say right. that my criteria is like literally, if the league is shut down today, hypothetically, let's say it doesn't have a COVID outbreak and it's like, okay, there's a line, it's over. Who, who yep. would I, if I had five votes, who, who would I put them on? Yeah. Um, these would be my five. Do you want to start from five or do you want me to go from number one?
0: Yeah. let's build a bit of suspense.
1: <laughs> build a bit of suspense. So number five. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us, hit us with five. All right. Number five is going to be a bit of a shocker, I think for you, maybe, um, All right, but I'm going to back the best player on the team that has the best record in the league in the Utah Jazz. And I'm going to pick Donovan Mitchell.
0: Ooh, um, I'll give him a okay. vote.
1: I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell. Look, as I said, best record in the league, if you're going to put some votes out, I feel like you do have to consider that for the MVP. Um, yeah. And for that reason, I had to throw him in the top five. Um, yeah. He was fifth. And look, yeah. I've thrown him in there.
0: I don't hate it. You know, you've got to give props to the team who's currently like the best record in the NBA, which none of us saw coming.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> whether that will be the case at the end of the season. Look, they're playing really good. Like they're, they're doing really, really well. Um, and he's the biggest reason why. So I can't hate it. Um, we are recording this on February 10th. So, you know, if they, they I think we're going to put this out a little bit, a little bit later in a few days on YouTube. So if you're watching this a bit later and they've gone on a few, you've had a few losses, um, just know <laughs> that we, we're recording on Feb 10th. So right now they have the best record in the league. So I don't, I don't hate it. Who's, who got
1: it for? Who have it for? For at four I've got uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, yep. I feel like he's just been putting up such good stats. I just, I had to, I had to throw him in there. Um, he's pretty much like a, I'd have to get up in front of me. I think it's about 20, 7, 11, and 8 assists. He was averaging a triple-double for like the first month. Yeah, um, he's been so killing some, some crazy stats. He, he's the best fantasy player in, in all category kind of leagues, any kind of league he's, he's been in. Um, he's yep. just been absolutely kidding. It. His field goal as well, about 56%. Super um, efficient. Which Yeah, ridiculous, especially when he does shoot a few threes. So um, in terms of numbers, it, it definitely is a historic season for him. And yep. it's good to see the big man's back. So.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it. He'll be appearing on my list. Um, who's your number three?
1: Number three, I went with, it's a bit of a, a feel-good story, in Kevin Durant. Okay, I like Kevin it. Kevin Durant, like he's it. come back from the ACL, oh, sorry, the um, Achilles, even worse yep. injury. And he's been looking awesome. He's been looking like his old self. Um, I understand that Brooklyn team is in the, on the third seed which did kind of come into my consideration, even though they're only 14 and 12, which is still pretty much 500 because that that East is uh, very competitive. So
0: they're a bit behind some of the Western teams. There's a lot of players, a lot of teams doing it a bit better than they are in the West in terms of the percentage. But, you know, you've got to give them props in the East. They are up up in the top three. So, Um, but what about, what about his teammates? You're sort of thinking, you know, he's got, he's got Kyrie now he's got James Harden. You don't, you don't care. You think he's,
1: He's, he's still looking the part, you know, that, that's yeah. what matters. He's the only guy that actually does defend a bit as well. I understand that team's yeah. putting up historically bad defensive numbers, but that right now they're putting up the best offensive all time um, since the the James Harden trade. So yeah. if they keep that going, that could be a case for him as well. Um, and you can never like, he, he's been an MVP. It, it's a comeback year for him. I think it's like a feel good story. I'll have to give him a vote. He's looking yep. dominant. So
0: He is looking very got dominant. He's efficient as always. Um, just, can, can catch fire at a moment's notice. And and we did highlight that that defense struggle that we expected the team to make. And you're right, he is of the, the big three stars, the best at playing defense, the most versatile defender on that team. So he definitely deserves some credit for that. But again, the, the worst defense in the league. So can't can't give him too much for that
1: because he's, yeah. Who have you got number two? Number two, I've got um Joel Embiid. Oh, okay. Um, I had to put him number two, which, yeah, look, uh, you'd be surprised my number one is, but... Number two, Joel Embiid. Uh, we'll talk about him first. Uh, he's been killing it this year, man. Like, he has been – they did have the best um, record in the league for a little bit, but now Utah went on a bit of a, a, a nice win streak. So, it, you know, we, we did this about a week ago. Joel Embiid probably would have been my number one pick. But yep. um, right now they have the second best record in the league. They're first in the East. Um, obviously, it's pretty much – right now it's really just 76ers and the Bucs that is running away with the one and two seed. Yeah. The rest of the East is pretty much anyone's game. Like (laughs) almost everyone has a legit chance to get that number three seed right now. So um, look, awesome record. Joel Embiid, he he looks like a new guy this year. He came in motivated. 29, 11 rebounds, three assists. Um, The the defensive stats are there as well. Like 1.4 steals, 1.3 blocks. That is always that case between like he can anchor a team. He also carries. He gets so many people in foul trouble. He's putting yeah. up 11.4, three throws a game. That's, oh, that's he's, insane. he's getting to
0: the line like he's just being dumb. He's playing bully ball all season. And um on the team you know you've got you've got a team like a player like Tobias Harris, who is you know, he's he's scoring efficiently, but outside of that, there's no real go-to score outside of him and embiid. Harris and Embiid, that is. Um, ben Simmons, yeah, he's he's good, but he's not a like a go-to score. He's a facilitator and an excellent defender. So they have to put up those like huge offensive numbers efficiently. um, And just sort of like, like they, and especially early in the season, they were blowing out teams. Like they were like putting teams away in three quarters and then resting the the fourth quarter. So um, recently there's been some more closer games, um, but, but yeah, they've played really, really well. And, and surpassing expectations, you know, last year they were the sixth seed. So um, some big, big additions with, with Seth Curry and, and some other players coming in, but I think it's mostly been on the back of, and Bead stepping up his game, so I would definitely agree there. Um, in fact, we'll, we'll go through my list. I want I want to have a You'll bit say of by number one. Yeah, let's let's build a <laughs> bit of suspense for the for the listeners here. I know they're on the edge of their seat. So um, I'll go through my my five. I've got Giannis and Senator Kumpo who's snuck in there at number five. I, I unfortunately don't have Donovan Mitchell in this list, and and maybe I should. Like I probably with my list have forecasted a little bit in terms of where I expect teams to be. Um, So I probably haven't rewarded the Jazz right now. You know, I don't, I don't know. I still don't expect them to be the number one team in the league come the season's end. Maybe they are, and maybe I'll have to change my mind. But I see the Bucs up there at the moment. Giannis is, he's still put up amazing numbers. I know we're sort of getting used to it. Like, it's just oh yeah, Giannis is doing what he's doing. He's still putting up amazing numbers. I think there are players who are putting up better numbers and teams are winning more. That's why he's at the number five. So he's, but he's just sort of doing what he's doing. I had Durant at four for the same sort of reasons that you had. Um, what was that? One spot lower than you. Um, a player that you haven't mentioned, and maybe you might mention him soon. Um, I have at number three, Kawhi Leonard. Um, and and I feel like he is in, in at least some of the circles that I'm in and, and on Twitter and things like that, even on broadcasts. I feel like he's not getting the love that he deserves. I feel like this man, and I know we've had this debate before about the best best player in the world and things like that, but, Watching him play, I, I I could be persuaded that this year, based on what I've seen, that he is the best player in the world. I think that he is just so stellar on both ends of the floor and is just playing at an uber-efficient level, like just scoring whenever he wants to, um, taking over games at the right times. I know he's playing with an all-star teammate, Paul George, who's having a great season. But outside of those two, there's, there's not a whole lot going on on this team. So I think that, you know, the fact that he's – pulled them to to where they are uh, in in the standings. You know, what are they currently sitting at? Um third in the west, um, 17 in the win column and eight in the loss, 68% win percentage. Like that's incredible. And they they both actually missed games due to COVID tracing and things like that. So their record would actually be better if they they hadn't missed those games. So I think that is being quietly uh disrespected. Um, Number two, I had Yoki.
1: Uh, before you before you go number two, yeah. I was going to say a couple of things. So yeah. uh, I'll mention for, of your of those five, four, and three picks. I'll, yeah. I'll touch on Giannis just really quickly and say that I I just couldn't really consider him just literally on the basis of I can't give him three. Like if I was voting this year, I could yeah. I couldn't give him a vote. I couldn't give him a third straight MVP. I, I just feel yeah. like I mean I I'm not giving him, get him my
0: number
1: one vote. Yeah, but even then, I t- to me. He's like a wash. Like he's literally like, I can't give this guy a vote. I don't, don't want to even give him a chance to have three in a row. I mean, like he he did earn the other two, but it's just uh, I don't think he's that player to be a three time MVP. So he literally was just like cut from my list instantly. And um, okay, and and with um Kawhi, yeah, I did consider him. He's not on my list. Oh, not in the
0: top
1: five. I, I just feel like him and Paul George. Because Paul George is having such a good season. like People are kind of yeah. understating that as well. And, and and I feel like on that team that's doing so well, um, Kawhi Leonard is putting up 26, 6, and 5. And Paul George is also putting up pretty much the exact same numbers, like 26 points. Um, and then it's like 5 and, and 4. So he, he's and very efficiently as well. So yeah, just because it's kind of like that efficient. 1A, 1B, I couldn't quite elevate him for that most valuable role because Paul George has been so valuable on that team as well so it's it's kind of like classic you know the the two players sharing the votes kind of thing so I couldn't put him there for myself
0: I I can see that and looking at Paul George stats I probably didn't quite realize how well he is playing um he's he's playing very efficiently I thought he might have been a bit less efficient than Kawhi but but he's he's, he's right up there with him um I guess it's just more the eye test for me. Like we both know that Kawhi is a better player and just the eye test to me. Um, and the fact he, he is averaging only 1.8 turnovers per game as well. So um, looking after the ball and and from what I've watched, because I watched a, a fair bit of Clippers this year, he, he is just very timely in his bar- baskets and, and sort of knows when to take over games. So, um, yeah. but that's fair. I think that's a legitimate reason to sort of bump Kawhi down the boards because Paul George is having an amazing season. So you've got to give him credit. All right. Well, um, I'll say I'll say my number one player, because um, we've already talked about him. My number one player for the MVP is Trello B. Um, so I'm very curious to see your number one player because apparently he's not on my
1: list. <laughs> yeah, he's not on your list. <laughs> yeah, <What happened>? okay. <laughs> I,
0: if, can I make a guess?
1: Um, I'll let you have one guess. I'm sure you can get right. it.
0: Yeah, is it LeBron James?
1: It's got to be LeBron James.
0: Ah, okay. Give that man I an MVP it. award. Oh, man. All right, sell me LeBron James.
1: Well, right now, the Lakers are the second in the west all right they're only two second, games second overall
0: actually i think they're actually um, in front of the philadelphia 76 ers on percentage they, they've won an extra extra game than them
1: they look you're making a case for me that, that's great there you go second yep. best record in the league we, we notice is lebron's team anthony davis honestly hasn't even had a good start to the season like yep. literally he hasn't been playing that well and and if you want to put up like stats um, you're bringing up Kawhi because I understand you could say the same argument, you know, Paul George, Kawhi split the votes. You could say LeBron and Anthony Davis split the votes. Davis hasn't been that good. And, and LeBron has been putting up very similar stats to Kawhi. E- even with that respect, you take away the steals. And I guess the, the low turnovers of Kawhi, but like LeBron James is still having an incredible season. He's putting up 25 and a half, eight and eight, which is yep. like, pre- like how's that? That's still MVP numbers. He's shooting like 50% from the field um, while taking a fair few threes, like he's, he's average, he's a season high in threes this season. He's shooting 41% from the, from the, yeah. from the threes. Like that's yeah, sufficient. Like for, for LeBron James and it's just made him like unstoppable. Really? Like if he's yeah. shooting 41% from three and he's still bigger and stronger than everyone, second best record in the league. I mean, I, I feel like you just have to give him to, and and I feel like to some degree, cause there's always that bit of storyline and background for the, for the award, Um, This man really should have more than four. And it's, he's 36. Let's just give him another one. You you can't give another one to Giannis. Um, Kawhi, as I said, he's splitting votes with PG. Um, I I can see Utah dropping off. I feel like if I had to make a vote right now, it's just kind of like, just give it to LeBron James.
0: Yeah, look, I, you're talking me into it. I probably feel like I've disrespected the man by not having him in my top five. Disrespected. <laughs> yeah, I've, look, I've, he, maybe, maybe he should come in over Giannis or, or, or someone like that. But I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like he's he's, he's cruising still. And, and like, because I've seen LeBron do this um, time. And like, the, these numbers are not any more special than what he's done in the past. Like this is, in, in fact, it's probably his worst season in, in a little while. Um, and, but I, and I feel like the Lakers record is more to do with the additions that they've made in terms of improving their roster, uh, which we both said at the start of the season was, you know, they were one of the biggest winners come free agency and, and trades and things like that. So, so the credit, I guess the, the biggest thing in his favor is their record and the fact that they are the second in the league uh, in terms of, you know, wins and, 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 and percentage and things like that. So, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't give that all to LeBron. Obviously he's their best player and obviously Anthony Davis has been a little bit down this year, but he's still an excellent defender. Um, his free throw percentage is down. So his points are down. His rebounds are down a little bit as well, but keep in mind, they've brought in players like Montrez Harold. They've brought in players like Marcus Sol. So it stands to reason that his stats might suffer because they brought in some quality big men to, to take over that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think for me, he's my number one, but I probably should have been in my top five, um, just, yeah, based on the eye test, I'm not... It, recently, he's been picking it up. But to start the season, there's no denying that he was he was a bit sluggish and a bit slow. Fair enough. The dude had, you know, had a historically short off-season. So, I don't really penalize him too much for that. But when you're splitting hairs here, um, I would definitely have someone like, you know, Embiid or Jokic over him. Um, just based on, like, the gaudy numbers and, and contributions that they make to their team, I think are a bit, bit more than, than LeBron's. Uh. But but good points. Can't can't um can't doubt the king. And his what's this, his fifteenth season? No, seventeenth season or something something silly. Something crazy. I think it might be sixteenth. I don't
1: know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't
0: Too even many. know. He's <laughs> he's just he's just a, a timeless timeless basketball player that just gets better and better. Um. So still doing it. Still doing it. LeBron. All right, we're just going to keep it short there, talking about our MVP picks. We might move on to our fantasy segment today. We've got a lot of fantasy content to to go through. Um, And today we're going to be trying a new sort of segment here, and we're calling this the Fantasy Spotlight, where we're going to bring up a few names, some some popular names, some names that sort of have a few things to discuss um, and a few layers to peel back, uh, where we're going to go deep into some of their their stats and, and what's going on and how we project them moving forward. So I'll throw it over to you first, Callum. Who's the first player that you want to highlight from a Fanny pers- perspective and, and what can you tell us about them?
1: All right. I'm going to, I'm going to look at my boy, Demontis Sabonis. Um, All right. He's having a good season. Um, you know, arguably an all-star season. He, he wasn't all-star last season, but it, we're looking at the raw stats, um, 21 points, 11.7 rebounds, five and a half assists, um he he is lacking the defensive numbers and 0.8 steals and 0.4 blocks so to, to that respect you, you have to be i mean he fits a punt block build perfectly he can fit the punt yeah. steel build because both that is, is definitely below average but his field goal is through the roof as well at 53.7 mm-hmm. percent um on, on, a, on a fair amount of um attempts as well so yeah he really does yeah. ride up that field goal um his three three throws, so about 70%. So that's really not helping you. He, he does kind of fit the mold of a, a punt free throw as well. Um, but like everything else is just so positive. Like the rebounds is elite. He's just one of those guys. He really is. Um, he, he does sit, fit certain builds. Um, yeah. But but he definitely is worth. I mean, I've got him in a punt block, but right now he's, he's perfect for me. If you look at yeah. the overall rank, um, he is says he's 57 on on Basketball Monster, which is one that we we do like to use. Um yep. but when you put him in the punt block build, I'll just put that up now. But do you have anything to say about um my, my boy Sabonis?
0: Yeah, he's he's continued to impress me. Like, you know, he's he's the classic kind of big man that can give you a lot of assists, which is very valuable, those out-of-position assists, you know, especially when you're you're building your roster and you, you do have those guards that kind of naturally get that those stats for you. So if you compare those guards alongside a big man that gets you a lot of assists, that's that's putting you in a very good position to win that category week in week out and and he can be pretty streaky this year uh, I'm not sure if I bring up I'll bring up his stats in a second previous years but I think he's improved as a three-point shooter as well I've noticed him having some games throughs hitting three sometimes even four threes a game um, obviously he's averaging one three a game over the season so far but there, there have been some streaky weeks where he's put together sort of a few games in a row where he's he's banging in some threes and uh, obviously his scoring has been taken to another level I think we um, we discussed who's the best player on Indiana Pacers and we were Aminari between Brogdon and, and, and Sabonis. Um, I think recent play has landed me more in the Sabonis side of things. He's he's just a he's a good player and and he's won me over. I was sort of skeptical when he started putting up these kind of numbers halfway through last season. I was like, ah, he's not going to keep this up. But to his credit, he, he looks like this is just the kind of play he is. So, um, yeah, a bit of a beast.
1: Yeah. I love his consistency because every night I pretty much know I'm getting 20 and 10 with five. Like, is this like, he, he doesn't have a standout game where it's like 50 points or something. It's just every night I get 20 and 10, five assists. It's, yeah. it's, it's just so reliable, which is great. So I, I just, i um, on, on basketball monster. I just did a bit of the punt strategy. So I, I took away. Um, so I had punting blocks and turnovers. He gets boosted up to 29th ranked player yeah, um, plus 30 player. Yeah exactly yeah so it's just things like that and that pretty much is my build so it's just so valuable for my team so consistent um the only thing really there that would still is hurting me is the, is the um the three throws but when you're shooting 70 yeah. percent it's you can still maintain a good percentage there completely with your other players exactly. yeah yeah
0: definitely if you've drafted smartly and you've got other good free throw percentage shooters you can recover that category it's not something like a Giannis or something like that where it's just unrecoverable to get to a good spot it's it's something you can do something about so uh, not a complete disaster there and he's not taking too many attempts like I know he's getting to the line a little bit uh like 5.5 it, it is starting to get up there but um I think it yeah it's still still recoverable um do you think he, he's going to maintain this for the rest of the season?
1: Uh, I think he is, is like, well, he might chop off a little bit just because he's got a big workload now with, um, it's just him and Brogdon, obviously, because yep. Oladipo is gone. Um, and I did see an update on Karis LeVert. Apparently he could be back in say a month's time or something. So he will be okay. back this season. Um, and when yep. that does happen, obviously it will take a bit more of the workload off them. So I, my, my hope is he just doesn't get too worn out because obviously playing through him so much. Um, he's but he's, said, he's, he's super consistent. So yeah, it is. looks like he should maintain it.
0: Yeah, I'm I, I, I confident that he will maintain this. There was even some rumours before the season started that Miles Turner uh, could be on the trading block. Uh, now, Miles Turner's come out and had a great season so far, so I'm not sure if that's still the case. But it wouldn't shock me if, if they were to deal a Turner uh, to look to improve their wing depth. They, they do have some injuries with, with um, their wings at the moment, so perhaps they're looking at getting a bit um, healthier there, a bit more depth there. Um, and I think Miles Turner's coming up on a contract year or, or, or something. So maybe they don't want to, to, to pay him some money. So if that was to happen, you know, I think he could have an even higher ceiling. So maybe he maybe his rebounds even go up or he starts to play a bit more of a rim protection role. You might even see those blocks increase slightly. So there, there is scope for some improvement. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really see too much downside with Sabonis. I think this is just who he is. And uh, congrats if you drafted him. Uh, because I think he's definitely... Outperforming what at least my projections were. The ranking is skewed a li- little bit by his free throw percentage, but um, I think that that considered he's, he's doing beyond what we expected. All right, um, I'm gonna move on to the next fancy spotlight. And this is an extremely interesting player, and it's it's someone who's taken me on a bit of a roller coaster and, and all owners on a bit of a roller coaster this season, and it's it's Chris Boucher. Now, I I I we were pretty adamant that he should be um, a sleeper. You and I both agreed um, in the preseason. We highlighted him on our, on our Deep Sleeper podcast uh, coming into the season. And he's done that. He has definitely exceeded expectations. He's been amazing as a late, late round pick. The frustration comes in, the consistency with his minutes, obviously. So when the man gets minutes, he puts up stats. When he doesn't get minutes, it can be frustrating. Um, and I've even seen some places like he's getting dropped and people are getting impatient. Before I go into any of his stats and, and sort of highlight this this guy a bit more, don't drop Chris Boucher. If he has a bad game or if he has a stretch of games where he's not playing minutes, try as best you can to be patient because as soon as you drop him, chances are he's going to put up another, like he had 30 points, 11 rebounds the other day and puts up three blocks and just dominates the percentages as well. So he is someone who you're just going to have to ride out the highs and lows. Um and there is scope for this man to be even better than he was. So before I get into a bit more of the stats from a, from a non-owner perspective, what are your, what is your impression on uh Fouché this season? What have you, what have you been thinking about him?
1: Um, it? It's a good, it's going to pick because he probably is a pole opposite to Sabonis in the fact that um, he, yeah. he's a bit more sporadic. So in, in, yes. in a week to week league, if he has a hot week, um, your team's going to do really well. And then he might have one week where he really does fall off um, and he's really just kind of hurting you. So Right now, it, it, I'm looking at his overall ranking with no punts taken in mind. He's, he's 41st overall. So he's yeah. right up there with Sabonis, which is r- really surprising. But um, Very surprising. he did have a pretty hot month. um, And it really, as you said, it depends on the minutes. Um, We know that Nick Nurse is a great coach. Um, I'm not too sure. It's just that they really do lack forward and center depth um, at yeah. Toronto. So it, it, I think it is just a night-to-night basis in terms of who he's... Who, chris boucher is is matching up with but when he when he's getting minutes he's so good for fantasy um it,
0: yeah it drives me crazy a little bit sometimes though like i know we we like we like uh, nick nurse i think i like nick nurse a little bit more for his game to game strategic adjustments in the playoffs in the season he does do things and he obviously doesn't trust boucher as much as we want him to but like when your other options are you know, Aaron Baines. Like, what, what the fuck can Aaron Baines do that, that Chris Bousset can't? Like, I don't know. Like, I know he's a bigger body, but but seriously, man, like this guy is just a better a better rebounder, a better shot blocker, a better shooter, a better scorer in general. He's more switchable, more, better lateral movements. Um, yes, he might be a bit more um, slight of frame, but in today's NBA, I just, I don't value that compared to those other six positives that I that I talked about. So I'm, I'm hopeful that, And and it seems like recently um, he's getting more minutes again. I'm hoping as the season progresses, or even if just like Aaron Baines gets an injury, you know, he's 30, was he? 36 years old. That is a highly likely scenario. And if that happens, there's, there's literally no other center on this team. Yes. They play some small ball with um, Siakam at the five, but this guy doesn't need many minutes um, to be relevant and to be an elite player. In fact, as an overall ranking he's averaging 23 minutes a game right now. And yet, like you said, he's the 41st ranked player. Now, that's off the back of some excellent percentages, some low turnovers and high block numbers. But I wanted, to, I wanted to go deeper into his stats here. And in terms of his minute splits, so I've gone ahead and I've, I've looked at the games this, so far this season. In games where he's played 25 minutes or more, which is 11 games, listen, listen to his numbers. 20.2 points per game, nine rebounds per game, two and a half blocks per game and 2.1 threes per game. And he's shooting over 50%, uh, so 55% field goal percentage and over 75% free throws um, and averaging basically one turnover a game. So, you like, those are Christian Wood numbers. Those are, you know, like Nikola Vucevic numbers, but with blocks. Like, those, <laughs> th- those are, like, that's, like, approaching first round value. Like, literally nearly at top 12 value. And that's in 25 minutes plus, not even like 30 or 35, which some of those guys are doing. So imagine if he started playing that. So the ceiling there is enormous. Um, the contrast is in the 12 games that he's played, 25 minutes or fewer, he's averaging nine points per game, four and a half rebounds, still a block and a half and still uh, a 1.33s uh, per game. And obviously very low turnovers, the percentages are still great. So the, that's why his ranking is doing so well. But obviously those points per game and rebounds per game are halved basically in those in those games. And it's been a nearly basically a 50-50 split um, in terms of games where he's had more than 25 and games where he's been less than 25. So uh, when you hear those numbers, Cal, um, wh- what do you think? Do you, like do you, do you think that this guy, you know, wh- what if he does get, you know 25 minutes a game okay and that doesn't feel like it's much to ask you know
1: like do you yeah, think it's that- pretty interesting it's hard it's it's hard to say um it's weird i just said a bit of a punt if you take away because in both those even if he was playing 25 minutes or if he was playing less his turnovers were really good if yes. i punt the turnover he's actually dropped down to about 67 but, but that's yep. a season stat if he's putting up the numbers that you were saying that you know the 2010 you know really efficient from the field was at 54% while getting yeah. two threes, two and a half, two and a half blocks. That, that's insane. Like,
0: yeah, it's it's so unique as well.
1: Mm, it, it is. It's really the only thing he's not really contributing in is, is I guess the assists, but.
0: assists, assist and steals. But yeah, like when you're putting out those numbers, like literally Christian Wood, those are Christian Wood numbers. Like that's exactly what he's doing um, except Boucher is shooting a better free throw percentage. Um, like those numbers are nearly identical if he's getting 25 minutes a night and Christian was getting 35 minutes a night. So I know he's injured right now, uh, but before he was injured, like everyone was raving on about how good he was, but Boucher could do that in fewer minutes. So um, I would encourage anyone who's stressed and nervous about him, ride it out. The trade deadline's going to come along. Maybe, you know, who knows what's happening with with Baines, but if this guy just gets just a few more minutes per game and it's more consistent, then, you know, this this could be your championship right here. This could win you the Premier the like the, 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 um, the league just based on that, because you would have picked him outside the top 140. Um, so he's giving you 100 spots of value just based on 23 minutes game, what he's doing. So ride the waves would be my advice. Uh, let's move on to the next player spotlight. Who have you got, Cal? All
1: right, next to my list. Um, Let me get your face out of the way. There we go. Next to <laughs> my list is uh, Malik Beasley. Oh, one of your boys. Um, interesting player. Uh, I think he's yep. worth bringing up. He, he was... Literally the last pick in our draft that, that I took. Yeah. I think the um, 14th round, I took Malik Beasley, and and there was a bit of question marks around that. He had like a weird legal matter and he yeah, was probably going to get suspended, but he also got given a big contract. And then you had Anthony Edwards coming in, obviously number one draft pick. So there was a lot of question marks, but he, like, h- how many points, do you reckon he's putting up on average this season?
0: Oh, uh, I'm sure it's getting close to 20 now. Like, is it like 18?
1: it's it's been above 20 for a while now he it he's been really, he's been putting up over 20 points a game um which is pretty pretty insane to think 20 and yeah. a half is, is what he put up so 20 and a half five rebounds two and a half assists um yeah. and then doesn't really do anything on the steals and blocks it's just you know 0.8 steals 0.2 blocks um turnover is really good one and a half turnovers a game um so yep. and, and then three three-pointers a game so there's a lot of categories there, specifically the threes, the points um, are really good and, and help your team 100%. Um, the three three percentage is good, feel good. There's a lot of like average stats there, but it's pretty much you, you get them just really boost. Um, and I guess it's the turnovers as well. So those three categories, points, threes, and turnovers really do get a yep. good jump. Um, and, and, and even I feel like right now we're quarterway quarter way through the season. He really has locked in that starting, um, I don't know what you call small it, a shooting forward. guard or a small forward yeah. role. But he's locked it in, and, and even in the past, I think it's been about maybe a week or a bit, maybe two weeks. They've started to start Anthony Edwards, and because yep. he is a bigger frame, you can still afford to have Malik Beasley still at the guard spot at the shooting guard, um, and he's still putting up, you know, thirty-four minutes a game. And his numbers have not affected at all by that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, yes. In in a couple of weeks, he could get this weird suspension thing because the court case has finally been, you know, closed out, whatever. If he's gone for four games, it's, it's not the end of the world. Um yeah. he he is turning out to be a pretty good player. His current rank is um 64 on Yahoo. Um on on it depends what your pun is, obviously, but on um draft once he's seventy-five, which is a little bit worse. But for where you got him, and I don't know where people were wow. drafting him. But where I got him was a steal. If you got him outside the 100, you're doing really well and you yeah. could be looking to make a trade. The perfect fit for Malik Beasley because he can play the point guard position on Yahoo is obviously a punt assist build. If you can get a, yeah. a point guard that only averaged two and a half assists but still like really good in other categories, you, you, you could make that flyer at some some other players and try and pick up a, a pretty good package. So that's something to keep an eye on as well.
0: Yeah, if, if you've got someone whose you know, value is concentrated in assists, and, and you're not doing too well in that category. If you were to make the trade uh, for Malik Beasley, who may improve your three-pointers, he may improve your points and, and free throw percentage, low turnovers, obviously, because you're punting assists, you want to be good in turnovers. Um, you know, five rebounds, not too bad for your point guard position. So, um, yeah, that would be definitely something that you could sort of maybe reverse your season. But um, I'm just looking up his his sort of, um report there was a couple of report came out like yesterday saying that he's been sentenced to 120 days in a corrections facility after after this incident but that's supposed to happen after the nba season so that's that's sort of his court mandated scenario i don't know if the nba is going to step in and, and do something on top of that in terms of taking it to their own hands they haven't announced anything so far um so i'm not sure um i guess my question to follow up on that uh, Callum, how do you feel about having a convicted felon in your in your fantasy roster?
1: <laughs> look, if he's putting up fantasy stats, do, I don't care. Do you feel dirty? Do you feel dirty? I mean, like maybe just a little bit. Um, but look, as I said, I think the league will step in and, and there was always yeah. a bit of talk that they'll suspend him and give him their own punishment and yeah. say this is, this is not okay. Just so I guess, I guess the public know that the NBA aren't wanting to play convicted felons. <laughs> so yeah, well. I expect him to get, um, yeah, some kind of punishment. But uh, yeah. look, if it's not going to affect Who the season, he'll still, yeah. still going to give you some fantasy value.
0: Oh, yeah. It's um, it's a bit unnerving to not know when and where. So I would hate for that to happen in like your fantasy playoffs or something like that, you know, the end of the season. But, I mean, you've got to work with what you've got. So right now he's a, he's a top 70 player and he's put up big numbers and I don't really see that changing. Maybe his points drop when Cat gets back. Cat's only played four, four games this season. So I, I, I'm sure his usage will drop then. Uh, so maybe this is a bit of a sell-high. Would you would you think that before Cat returns?
1: Yeah, I'd definitely argue that
0: 100%. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but even if you don't manage to execute, he's still definitely someone um, to hang on to and he'll have value for the rest of the season. All right, I'll, I'll transition over to um, another... We've we started off with players in our team and roughly so, we we obviously watch these players a lot. And and my player is, um, is Michael Porter Jr., uh, another sort of uh, high... Um, Potential guy, someone who was frustrating uh, in terms of his minutes played. Um, Someone who um, I'm a little bit less keen on and less excited by than Chris Boucher. I've seen the potential of Chris Boucher and and there's less of a barrier to him getting minutes, in my opinion. Michael Porter Jr. is a bit of a head case. He's shown flashes this season and um, to finish last season on what he can do. Uh, But it looks like he is, you know, until gary harris was injured and we had jamal murray injured for for a game or two he was coming off the bench Um, right now he's been starting the last few games but even in those starting lineups he hasn't been very impressive you know 34 minutes eight points nine rebounds last game 27 minutes eight points seven rebounds look he's still he's getting you a a three and a half in those two games and 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 good decent defensive percentages low turnovers but it's nothing really to be exciting, uh, to be excited about. Over, on the season, he's ranked 36. But to me, that's a bit of a false number. I feel like he's not been that good. And that is highly inflated by, number one, his percentages, field goal and free throw, and also the turnovers. Um, I guess we're also talking about another punt assist here, guys. He's, he's averaging less than one assist, which is extremely hard to do. Um So, yeah. What are your thoughts on Michael Porter Jr.? Um, I, I know a lot of people are, are getting frustrated with him. My advice would be still to hold and obviously don't trade him because you'd be trading him at his floor. But there are some red flags.
1: Yeah, th- there are red flags. Um, he's Um, He is a very unique player. Th- those assists. I mean, you're playing 26 minutes a game and you're putting up less than assists a game. That's that, terrible. That's very hard to do. Yeah. When, when you punt a um, turnover, he drops about... 15 to 20 ranks, um, which isn't a good sign either. Um, but yeah. I guess, look, he, he does take care of the ball. I feel like, regardless, if he does get his points up, he still will maintain a good um, you know uh, turnover rate. So he really just needs to get the points up. Like Nikola Jokic has been absolutely cooking so far. Like he put up 50 points um, a few days ago. Yeah. And just, just because of his usage going through the roof, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Just hasn't really had the usage. I, I, I think that's the main problem for him because we know when we pass it to him, he's not really going to do much except for really shoot. Um, oh, he's going to get it up. Exactly. So yeah. he's in a weird role. Um, the defensive stats are okay as well for the season. He's got that one steal, one block. Um, the field goal, yep. apparently he's putting up about 11 attempts a game and he's shooting 50%. So, it's So, been like, very
0: up and down, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's when, the thing. He's, he's one of those hot. players... Similar to Boucher where it's it's really sporadic. He'll yeah. uh, he'll have like he he can be okay in a week to week league where it's like one week he could perform awesome and and, and you're gonna win, but yeah. you know maybe two times out of you know two weeks out of three weeks he's just underperforming and not really yeah. a huge asset for your team.
0: See see diff- different to Boucher, when Boucher has been given the minutes every single time he's been given the minutes he's performed and that's literally the only thing holding him back. Michael Porter Jr. has not shown that he is there's been games where he's been given the minutes and he he hasn't performed. He shot 27%. Um, you know, zero assists. Like the fact that this man just doesn't get any assists is is not good for his his playing time. Like like not like sure, if you're punting assists and it doesn't matter for your fantasy team, but what it does matter is him staying on the court. And if if you have a selfish kind of player on, on the court who's literally not averaging an assist a game. The, the coach is not going to want to put you out there and that's going to affect your that's going to affect your fantasy stats because if he's not on the court he can't produce he can't get his points he can't get his blocks and steals and threes um so i worry about his you know denver nuggets they have aspirations to be a title contender so if they feel like he is not contributing to winning basketball and, and i think the last few games there's been some chatter Nikola jokic sort of criticized him on the on the recent sort of game and Um, that those sort of comments are what concern me the most. The fact that there's a little bit of friction in the team and and perhaps this will not bode well for his minutes moving forward. You know, maybe he is going to remain on the bench the rest of the season and um, just sort of jack up shots when Gary Harris is back and he'll be behind players like Will Barton. and, And sometimes even Jermichael Green was playing ahead of him. Uh, which, you know, I don't know about you, but <laughs> that's a red flag if I've ever seen one of Jamal Green could get more minutes than you. So, yeah, um, someone who I am concerned about. But again, you're holding him. He's super talented. And if he does figure it out and get his head right, he can be, you know, just by the nature of his game, he could be a top 40 player. But um, I am a bit concerned about him moving forward. And if if someone believes in the ranking, I would definitely execute a trade and get any sort of top value, top 50 value back if you could. um Cause I don't think his value is reflective of what he's actually doing.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, yeah, hey, there is still that ceiling. You can, you can also make that sell. Like he could yeah. still do better. He hasn't re- reached his potential this season. So there, there is some a market out there for him.
0: I, I mean, in saying that, like he hasn't been playing well, he's only averaging 26 minutes game and yet he's still the 36th ranked player on guard. So look, the, like this is the bad Michael Porter Jr with a little bit of good in there. So imagine if he does click and start going and playing well, he could be genuinely a top twenty kind of player. But I'm just I'm not I'm not very confident that he's going to get there. Um, it could happen, but but I'm starting to lose faith. Um, and obviously he's on my team, so I'm not too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let, let's let's maybe do we we've been talking on. Let's maybe do one more um, uh, of these spotlights each. Uh, I'll throw it over to you next, Cal.
1: All right, the, the next guy on, on my list um, is the league leader in steals in OG oh. and in Ovi. Um, so th- that is where you're getting a lot of um, your, he obviously has been out with injury, but he's meant to be coming back soon, but, but that's where he is on a per game um, average basis. He's, he's ranked 39th right now, just with no punts at all. So, I mean, that's awesome. And it's mainly coming from those steals that is super elite. Um, and then he still contributes in other areas. So, He's one of those guys, he's a specialist. He's absolutely a specialist. Yeah. He still gets threes, two and a half threes a game, rebounds about six a game, which is pretty good. Um, yeah. Only, you know, one and a half assists is pretty pretty bad. But those 2.1 steals, you know, steals and blocks, it's just those categories where, um, you know, just the 0.2 differences is, is, makes so much more. Huge. And, and he's, yeah. he's so reliable in, in that department. And um, this doesn't really hurt you anywhere else. Yeah. There's literally not really a category. He really does hurt you badly. Like it's really, I mean, points is still 15 a game. He's just such a solo player and yeah. bumped you up in, in the steals. And, and that's why he is raised to that 39 um, ranking. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like he, he could be a player, I guess, in the same market as as a Michael Porter Jr. Would you consider a trade between the two? Would you take that? I uh, assume you would. Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, that, would be, that would be a... See, obviously Porter Jr.'s ceiling is a fair bit higher. I think this is probably the ceiling for OG Ananovey, but it's probably a safer pick. So if I was in the market for some steals, I would definitely consider it. Um, uh, just to give a little glimpse into my team, I've been doing pretty well on steals, so I actually might keep Michael Porter to keep myself competitive in points and threes a little bit more and have that upside. Um but, yeah, if, if, if your team's looking for some steals, definitely I would consider it. Um, and, obviously, if you're, if you're a bit nervous about Michael Porter Jr., it's not the worst trade in the world. Um, but, yeah, I think I see a little bit more upside in, in MPG, MPJ. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that, that turns out. Obviously, he's also losing some blocks um, and some, some rebounds there a little bit as well. Um, what do you think about how he'll impact the team when he comes back? Do you think someone like Norm Powell is going to lose some value? I know he's another one. Of your players on your team, how do you think that's all going to fit in when he when he gets back? Because he's he's questionable next game, so he could be back as early as uh, the sort of next game that they play.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think well, Norm wasn't playing well when OG was in the starting lineup, um, no, and I wasn't. picked him up on on the wire just because OG's been out for about a week or um, so. He, and look, Norm's actually been looking really good the past really good uh, couple yes. of weeks, about twenty points a game. Um, so if, if yeah, it was a good ad. If you're still on your waiver wire, worth picking up until you see OG come back and maybe there's a bit of the correlation there because OG does sneak like does have a sneaky amount of usage because they because they do lack the bigs um and and because Nick Nurse doesn't trust as we spoke he doesn't trust Boucher some, in some games I think it's like a matchup yeah. thing um and but OG is that reliable guy like he's averaging 34.8 minutes a game it's a, it's a lot of minutes and he can play the center role he can he can defend guards he, he can defend anyone so yeah. he he's always going to have high minutes and that will definitely affect norm power 100%
0: yeah, I definitely see him sliding back into that lineup, and I do, I do see. I think Norm Power's done well enough to sort of increase his minutes back before to, to more than what they were before this injury to um, um to OG. But I, I do see him taking a hit, and it just seems like he likes playing in a starting unit. I don't know why. Um, He just likes to hear his name called. But uh, maybe you might even see, I I think you might even see some starting lineups where Pascal Siakam is playing the center and maybe you do see OG and Anovi playing, starting at the four and Norm Powell starting at the three. I I would, you know, against some smaller teams, you know, teams not, you know, like Philadelphia, I I would definitely, if I was the nurse, I would be looking to do that. So I I do think that that is a scenario and that might increase OG's rebounds and blocks slightly uh, to give him a little bit more value. Um, So I do see him sort of maintaining this for... season Uh, and i think he's not going to be he's not going to be affected too much by power as much as power is by him uh okay i'm going to move on to the last player for our player spotlight and i am going to spotlight a bit of a random dude um a player that i'm not really a big fan of but for some reason well i know the reason i'm going to go into it Uh, but bobby portis is the player that i'm going to spotlight today now this man is the 83rd ranked player on yahoo and the only reason, and he is rusted in our league, um, but the only reason he's been able to reach that value is because this man loves a bit of junk time. And when he when the Bucks are beating up on a weaker team, which is it's fairly often, they, they, they do beat some teams by a lot fairly, fairly frequently. He he loves to to just get in there and, and just get as many stats as he can in as fewer minutes as possible. So um, not someone who i would be bending over backwards to add in fact he was on that wire for a long time and i chose not to add him because predicting the games that the bucks are going to smash and he's going to get junk time is just impossible and i feel like if they're not doing that he's just putting up next to nothing so yes he's a top 100 player and by that definition he's technically a must roster player but um yeah look this guy is just piece on garbage time and you can't predict that to keep happening what, what are your thoughts about uh bobby portis
1: uh, I've had Bobby Portis before, and um, the one good thing about Bobby, Bobby Portis is when he gets minutes, he's he's make, he's making shooting the ball. He's oh, shooting yeah. the rock. So, yeah, it, it definitely is a minutes played thing. But he can shoot. He can hit a three. Um, he can even get you some defensive stats as well. But, like, he really is pretty mediocre everywhere and, and can do the old points and rebounds if he gets minutes, yeah. really, to get those elite categories. And, and I guess field goal being pretty good from this season so far. Um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, look, look he, his, he, he she shoots the rock, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at his averages, and like, obviously, his averages are decent. But like, if you just go into his game log, you know, two games ago he put put up three points and eight rebounds. Um, You know, last game he put up seven points, six rebounds, and a block. You know, nothing special in twenty minutes. And then you go back to a game where they beat the Portland Trailblazers by thirty. So they obviously junk time there. Twenty-one points, eight rebounds, three threes, two assists, two steals, and a block. You know, this guy just loves to beat on, beat up on that second unit. Just capitalizes (laughs) on garbage time. So. I'm not a big fan of him as a player. I don't think he's very good, um, and I think the Bucks don't think he's very good either. So I wouldn't be bothering. I think there's much better players out there who are more predictably consistent than, than Bobby Porter. So I wouldn't. I think he's a bit of fool's gold, is what I'm trying to say. On, on based on his ranking and and sort of, um, he's rostered in 53% of the leagues. I think you could definitely drop him if you need to and move on because who knows when the next sort of garbage time um, smacking is going to come along. So. All right, let's, uh, let's move on away from that spotlight. That was our new segment, but we'll move on to just some, some waiver wire ads. Now, first of all, we'll go through these pretty quickly because they sort of speak for themselves. But uh, players who are owned in under 70% of leagues that we believe are must roster players, every league, uh, 10, even eight teams should probably have these, uh, these players. They are probably top 100 players for the rest of the season. Uh, I'll go through them. Thaddeus Young, DeLon Wright, Derek White, Dante DiVincenzo, Nicholas Batum, Gary Trent Jr., Justin Holiday, And I do have Cole Anthony there, although he did injure his shoulder in today's game. So just wait and see what that injury is like, whether it's a long-term thing or if it's just a game or two. But if it's just a game or two, you should definitely still have him in your league because I think he is going to be a top 100 player for the rest of the season. Uh, is there anyone that you would like to add to that list or, or throw in there? I think you had a couple other names.
1: Um, you had a couple of names. I um, had Mason Plumley as well. It um, yep. is under 70% now that should be owned in in any kind of 10 category league, really. Um, yep. Anyway, and then also Jeremy Lamb. Um, he's been yep. He's back in injury now and he's, he's been looking really good with Oladipo out, with Karis Levert out. He is getting minutes and Levert's yep. still going to be out for a month, so he will maintain that. And he's shooting efficiently. He gets the sneaky defensive stats, kind of like the one and one, um, yeah. which can be good on, on the week to week basis.
0: Elite percentages as well, low turnovers. So, so a good good Roto player, especially. Um, and if you care about those stats and head to head, yeah, he's definitely someone that I would I would own. Um, some of these guys maybe have some short term value. I'm looking at a player like Justin Holiday, Gary Trent Jr. to a certain extent, um, and, and Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young has is, is actually been just tearing it up since uh, Wendell Carter Jr. went down. Now Lowry's out as well. Otto Porter, to be out. So there's a few injuries over at Chicago. So if he is on your wire, definitely pick him up. But just know that maybe when those players come back, he may regress and you might need to look at somewhere else. But most of the other guys, Derek White is, is a bit of a player that I want to highlight as well. He's He has had some rough games, but I'm very, very bullish on Derek White. We saw what he could do in the bubble and he put up some great stacks alongside... Um, uh, Murray, they played together, and, and that looks to be what they want to do. He is resting back-to-backs for now, uh, but I think that that will go away in the not-too-distant future. But he's he's a guy that can get you a block a game, get you a few threes, get you assists, give you decent percentages. I know he's had a few rough shooting nights, but he's just getting into it, and I, and I think you should persist with Derek White and, and, and keep him on your roster. And if he's available, if anyone drops him, um, I know I have him on our roster, but if one of you guys was dropping, I would be scooping him up straight away because I think he is a decent uh, contributor. Um, anyone from that list that you wanted to highlight, especially?
1: Um, I'd like to yeah, touch on Thad Young again. He's been killing it, man. I'm, I'm super jealous I didn't pick him up. He, in the past uh, two weeks, and the past 14 days, he's putting up 28 minutes a game, um, shooting about 60% from the field, 13 points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals a game. Like yeah. there's, there's some big categories there. Yeah, um,
0: he's he's a top 50 player
1: in that time. Yeah, 44 yeah. rank is what I've yeah. got in, in front of me for, for Yahoo. Yeah. So that's that's really good. Justin Holiday as well. I actually had him on my team and I, and I got rid of him, which is kind of stupid in the scheme of things. Um, but he's obviously going to maintain minutes till LeBert gets back and and yeah. he's gonna be elite in threes, he'll be elite in turnovers, and he's gonna get you a pretty good steal rate as well. So yeah. he's a lot a lot of assisting there. Um I mean Josh Jackson, he, he's kind of like a game-to-game guy who I've been keeping my eye on. Who, yeah. who, who you mentioned as well. He, um, I don't know, he had like 28-8 um, game just, just a couple of days ago. He's, he's one of those guys, I, I don't really understand it, but when he gets minutes, sometimes he actually is looking really good. And that Detroit team's really weird. Um, So he's definitely worth an ad. If he could somehow boost himself to like a starting role. Um, yeah. uh, has it has it been starting games? He's putting think, up 26 I, minutes a game. Think, yeah. He he
0: was out for a little while. Obviously, he had he had some issues with injuries and COVID and things like that. Um, but I think he is coming back. Look, I haven't I haven't listed him in our must roster because I think there is some scenarios that you, you could do without him. Obviously, he's he's a bit sporadic compared to those other names that we named. Um, but if we move on to our our, our next segment, uh, which is our um, sort of ads, so these players are all under. 50% owned. And obviously Josh Jackson does fall into that category. I'll, I'll read out some other names that, that sort of accompany him there. Um, Darius Baisley is one of my guys, uh, Patrick Williams from the Chugger Bulls, uh, Josh Jackson, who we mentioned, Cody Zeller, uh, Jakob Pertl and Kendrick Nunn. Both of those two are probably short-term ads uh, based on some injuries. Uh, but to go back to Josh Jackson there, um, I think yeah, I'll, I'll double check the fact. I'm not sure if he started, but he's playing these minutes regardless. I think, he, I think he has been starting, actually. Um, and look, their, their team is a mess. I think that they're definitely going to eventually go more to a youth movement. And I know Josh Jackson's been disappointing in the past, but it's, it, it's worth them giving him another crack and, and sort of proving that he could be on a roster in an NBA team. So um, he actually, no, he came off the bench today. Um, so, yeah, he hasn't come off the bench, but played 28 and a half minutes. So basically started minutes. Um, but yeah if he, he, the only issue with him is sometimes percentages uh, high turnovers um, assists and defensive stats have been lacking in the past although this year it's looking a bit better he's averaging a steal and a block so far uh, which is surprising um, but yeah just those percentages and, and lack of assists lack of rebounds high turnovers so there are deficiencies in his game that if it doesn't suit your team you don't have to roster him basically so that's why he wasn't in our must roster section um, any other comments on some of those other other guys that we mentioned
1: in the in the ads? Um, yeah, I had a sneaky ad for Lou Williams has dropped to forty nine percent. So if he's in your league, um, you should go out there pick him up. Um, he in the past week he kind of has really stepped it up. He had twenty three, five and five in, in his last mm. game, and I think it is kind of the way up for me. just had a slow start. You, you tend to see that sometimes with some players, but he's always been reliable. He, he's coming off the bench. He's going to score. There's that that bench, I mean, Lou, Lou Williams really is. He always has been. He, he can put up 18 points. He yeah. he helps you in points. He'll give you some threes, and he'll give you a, He's averaging four assists um for the yeah. season, which is pretty helpful as well. So he's a good guy to have um if someone's dropped and pick him up.
0: Yeah, especially uh, with George uh, Paul George um, still sidelined. It looks like it, it, apparently he hasn't traveled with their with the Clippers for their two-game road trip. So it looks like he might miss that, those next two games. So especially while he's injured, he's definitely a good good add there and, and will provide some good scoring. Um, had a slow start to the season, but it looks like he's getting go going now. Um, also an excellent guy getting to the free-throw line. So if you need some free-throw percentage, he's a good guy to sort of add in there. Uh, probably when Paul George comes back, though, his his value might take a hit. So just, just keep that in mind. Yeah, it uh, could I be a short, what... short-term thing. Yeah, it could be a short-term thing. I want to highlight one of one of my guys who I'm really really quite bullish on, um, and that's Darius Baisley. Um Now he has been somewhat frustrating to own this year, but he is putting it on recently. Um, he on the season on, on Yahoo basically he's averaged he's ranked 231, but I think that's a bit misleading because he he's got some poor percentages next to his name, shooting 40% under 40% for the season. Um, but if we reduce that down to the last couple of, last couple of weeks, he's, he's come up in terms of um, his points are up at 15 points a game, eight and a half rebounds. Uh, he's shooting some threes. His free percentage is solid. And he has the ability to get steals and blocks. So I think, especially with a young Thunder roster, he is someone who you can, you can grab now and potentially hold for the rest of the season. Uh, he's available in a lot of leagues, so under 50% owned, um, and someone who if was available on our waiver wire. Especially if you're punting free throw percentage, uh, I would uh, sorry field goal percentage. That is, uh, I would definitely scoop him up straight away. What What do you think about Darius? I know I'm, I'm probably a bit higher than most. Um, do you sort of share my enthusiasm, or are you a bit more
1: skeptical? Um, I'm probably a little bit more skeptical. If you're punting, if you don't care about field goal, um, he's a good add because I mean that fifteen and eight is always pretty valuable. Um, but yeah, like shooting under forty percent from the field does does hurt you because he's shooting a high volume of about thirteen attempts a game so if you can deal with that and cope with that then he he definitely is worth picking up
0: i feel like i feel like he's gonna do better than that though um i mean he's he's a big guy like he he gets to the rim and i have to think that he's gonna do better like that's a pretty shocking number there's not many players getting huge volume that are shooting under 40 percent um so I, i do think that that will improve and when it does improve i think that that will seriously see his numbers increase um you know, if he's averaging 15 points and shooting under 40 percent, if he if he shoots 45%, he could be up at you know 20 points again or, or or close to it. Um, so you could see that that flip in value happen really, really quickly. So um I would definitely be scooping him up because on that thunder, he's just gonna get so much opportunity uh on that team. Uh, anyone else you wanted to highlight? Some of those short-term guys, Perdle or Nunn. What are your thoughts on them?
1: Um yeah, Kend- Kendrick none. Nunn, I wanted to touch on he um yeah. I mean, he's good in points. He, he can get you the assists. It's kind of one of those guys who, when he gets the minutes, he is playing. And and recently, over the past month, he really has, he's been put up about thirty minutes a game. So he he can he is valuable. Um, over the past two weeks, he's been averaging thirty four minutes a game. So he, he he is a good player. Um, he, just like at a, a game log, he had a twenty eight point game, you know, twenty two point game, twenty five point game about a week ago. He's one of those guys who can help you on, on a week to week. And when you know he's going to play, and he's playing right now, you, you just you have to pick him up. He's it's, yeah. he's worth owning.
0: I think that's the key there. Like when you know he's going to play, he's he's going to put up the stats. But the thing is, I, whenever Goran Dragic comes back to lineup, and right now he's out with an ankle sprain, this guy goes from playing over thirty minutes a night to literally DNP CD. It's it's really really strange. I don't know I don't know why Spo <laughs> like just doesn't play him at all. Um, it's 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 a really strange thing. Spo does that a, a fair bit actually, um, and it's frustrated me in the past as a fantasy owner, but. Uh yeah, while, while Goran Dragic is up, he's going to put up stats, he's going to get you points, going to get you threes. Um, so it's definitely someone to have, but just be ready. Any moment's notice, he could not play a game when, when Dragic is back. So uh, it'd be pretty pretty quick to pull the trigger once Dragic is back if you want to get someone else in. So that's why we labeled him as a short-term. Uh, one quick one I'll just touch on very shortly. Patrick Williams, I think, is another long-term ad uh, that could potentially stick in your side for the season. Like I said before, the Bulls are very injured right now. Otto Porter has a, a he's out indefinitely. We don't know what's going on here. It sounds pretty ominous. Um, and so Patrick Williams is going to get more of that usage, more of the minutes on that team. Um, as a rookie, usually you see them get better as the season goes on. You know, usually post all-star break, you start to see those rookies start to um, really start to play a bit better. And, and he's, he's a rookie he's already shooting a good percentage. So if he gets more usage, um, his stats will definitely start to increase. So someone who I think is worth rostering and, and at least speculatively seeing how it goes, especially while they're a bit injured right now. So um, do you like that one? Cal?
1: Yeah, I love Patrick Williams. The, the more I watch him, the more he reminds me of Kawhi Leonard. He's just like a yeah. very young dude uh, has really good mid range game, a bit of a fader. He's cool to watch. He's worth adding. I can see his defensive numbers coming up a bit. I really hope they do. Cause I, I mean, 0.7 steals and 0.3 blocks is pretty bad. And I, I feel like he can do better than that. So you like yeah. to think that that does pick up um, and then he's still putting up you know 13 and five so it's not he's not hurting you too much um, in terms of like one of those waiver wire ads
0: yeah um, yeah definitely so I think I think he's someone to pick up and, and I think he actually is with uh, polcusevski being shen- sent to the uh, the G-league um, bubble I think Patrick Williams is the youngest player in the NBA right now so there's a little bit of a little bit of trivia for you Uh, We'll move on to our last segment. We'll we'll go through this pretty quickly. Just looking at a couple of streaming targets for you to help you out on your matchups to end the weekend. If you're looking for certain type of stats, these are players who are readily available in a lot of leagues that can provide elite value in these stats. I'll read them out and then, Cal, you just talk about a couple of there that catch your eye. I've got TJ McConnell, if you're looking for assists and steals. Joe Ingles, who had a big game today, uh, who might be picked up in a few leagues. But if he's still available, threes and assists. He's uh, replaced Mark Conley in the starting lineup at the moment. Uh, Daniel House seems to be getting back into high minutes. So hitting threes and also someone who has some low turnovers can also get you some steals as well. Cameron Johnson can get you threes, playing some decent minutes in the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Will Barton, if he's healthy with Gary Harris out, can get you some points if you're after that. And then Avisa Zubach, if you're looking for field goal percentage and rebounds, is doing that in sort of a, a low 20s minutes, um, backing up Sergio Barker there, but still providing good value. So if you're looking for those stats, I think those are some guys. Do you have anyone else, Cal, or is any one of those guys you want to talk about specifically?
1: Um, I'll just touch on TJ. Um, he's a great ad. If you're in a weekend, you know it's going to be close in assists and you just want to boost. Uh, pick up TJ. He, he can be a bit shitty in points. It's one of those things where, like, Maybe you've only got a few more games left and, and you're pretty yeah. gone on points. Pick up yeah. TJ McConnell because over the past um, three weeks, his worst assist game has been six assists a game. And, and he yeah, had two crazy. games where he had 12 dimes and 15 dimes, which is huge. And and even then, he, he also helps a lot on the steal point of view. He's about a steal and a half over the past couple of weeks. So yeah. he's definitely 1. worth adding. 1.7 on
0: the season.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's worth adding. Um, As I said, especially if, say, you've lost in points and that's pretty obvious, pick him up. And if you need that boost and assist, he really could carry you over the line. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'll I'll touch on one player specifically. I'll I'll touch on Joe Ingles, who um, it could actually be someone that you roster. Uh, permanently in your league. He's the 143rd ranked player. So he's a fine person to have on the back end of your roster. And obviously he's not going to get you many defensive stats, 0.3 steals, 0.2 blocks. Uh, but he's averaging 4.6 assists on the season, 2.2 threes, great percentages. Uh, he's just a solo consistent guy. And and right now he's in the starting lineup. I can't leave it out. I don't think it's going to be very long. But even when he's playing in that bench unit, he's the primary ball handler uh, in that unit and, and is able to provide solid assists in in, you know low 20s kind of minutes but right now especially he's hot so uh, if he's available he's a short-term ad and also a streamer um, when when Mike Conley's back so doesn't really hurt you anywhere except for the lack of that those defensive stats so definitely someone I would consider adding available in nearly 60% of leagues so have a look for him the Aussie jingles
1: Slow Joe Ingles, let's go.
0: <laughs> Slow mo Joe. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Well, we might call it there. Thank you for listening again. If you're listening along or watching along on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers, so tell your mates, um, tell your league, uh, make the league more competitive. Let everyone in on the uh, the advice and things like that. Uh, if you're uh, listening to us on Spotify, chuck us a rating, give us a like on there. Uh, make sure you subscribe along the there as well, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. See you later.